Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series titled Heaven and Hell. And yesterday we were talking about what will the great white throne judgment be like. The Bible talks about the dead, the books, the book of life, and their works. We read that in Revelation chapter 20, verses 12 through 13. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to his works. So the dead are those who did not respond to faith and accept Christ as their Savior. They are spiritually dead. The books, plural, contain the records of the works of the dead, the sins they committed in life, and the times they had opportunity to be saved by grace through faith, but rejected it. The book of life is the record of all those who believe in and accepted Jesus as their Savior. So, only the spiritually dead, those who are not saved, are judged by their sins and rejection of Christ. And it has to do with the second death, which is in Revelation chapter 20, verse 14. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The power of death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, and the second death is eternal death. So the power of death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, and the second death is eternal death. There truly is a lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20 verse 15 says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And that's anyone. Anyone. And additionally, did you notice that there are no records of our sins? Isaiah chapter 43 verse 25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. So the great white throne judgment is only for those who are not saved. And as we ended yesterday, I said, don't wait. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2 says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And let me give you the whole story. It's in the book of Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 46. It says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. 
All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. But I have an interesting question. It's, why is the book of life at the great white throne judgment? Because by the time of this final judgment, those who were resurrected from the grave at Christ's resurrection have been with the Lord for a minimum of 3,007 years, the time since Christ rose from the dead, plus the tribulation period and the millennium. And those who were caught up in the rapture have been with the Lord for a minimum of 1,007 years. That's the tribulation period plus the millennium. Do we need to see the book of life to find out if our names are there? I don't think so. Well, then why is it there? I believe it's there for the dead. They might need extra proof that their name is not there. And they might need proof that your name is. They knew you. They hung out with you. They might have even sinned with you. How come you're not being judged for your sins? It's no fair, they might say. Well, the book of life, it's the legal proof of all those who called upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Just like Romans 10.13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is your name in the book? If not, now's the day of salvation. Call on him right now. So, since we're talking about heaven and hell... What will the future and final hell be like? The immediate and present hell is called Sheol in the Hebrew and Hades in the Greek. It's also called the lower parts of the earth, the abyss, the abode of the dead, the bottomless pit, a place of torments and flames. The future and final hell is known as the lake of fire or Gehenna. It's called the second death, everlasting punishment, everlasting fire. Remember, the first hell is like a jail where criminals go until their time in court where they are judged and they're given a sentence to serve for punishment. The second hell is like a prison where the criminals go to serve the sentence that they've been given according to the law. 
Revelation chapter 21, verse 8 says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, rather than trying to understand the eternity of torment, everlasting fire and brimstone, eternal death and punishment, I think it would be better to answer the question, why would God allow anyone to go to hell? Well, some things in the Bible are difficult for us to explain or to fully understand. When we face issues like this, we need to come to a personal conclusion on two things. One, do we believe the Bible is the complete and inerrant word of God? And if yes, two, do we simply trust his word or not? I believe the Bible is the complete and inerrant word of God, and I simply trust his word. Well then, it's good for me to know and believe a few things about him and me. First of all, he is omniscient. That means all-knowing, and I am not. He is omnipresent, meaning ever-present, and I am not. And he is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful, and I am not. He is greater than I can imagine or even understand. I am finite, meaning for the time being, but he is infinite. With my finite mind, I will do my best to understand his infinite greatness. I trust him that he is always good, even when I am not. I believe that he is a righteous judge that always makes the righteous, fair, and good decision for all judgments and blessings. Well, since he knows what I do not know, I simply trust in his goodness. When he says Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life, out of John chapter 14, verse 6, I do not question him. I simply submit to him, trusting in his goodness. When he says there's no other name under heaven whereby man may be saved, in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, I accept that. When he says, if I call upon his name, I will be saved, as it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, I believe that. When he says all cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, I accept that and share it with everyone I know. In my finite mind, I do not trust myself to come to a complete understanding of the infinite things of God. He is God, I am not, and I trust him. I might think I know someone very well, but only the omniscient, all-knowing God knows any of us fully. He knows everything about us. He knows what we have done. He knows what we have said. He knows what we are thinking. He knows what we are going to say, and he knows what we're going to do in the future. Like the scripture says in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You see, no one will be able to get before God at the great white throne judgment and offer an excuse. No, not one. King David talked about the omnis of God in Psalm 139, and its subtitle is God is Omniscient or All-Knowing. It says in verses 1 through 4, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. 
You are acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. And then God is omnipresent is mentioned in the same psalm, verses 7 through 10. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. And continuing to verse 14, we find that God is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. He says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. And in David's closing words, he says in verses 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my anxieties, and see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The Faith Life Study Bible concerning Psalm 139 says this, David takes the theology of omniscience off the top shelf and brings it down to a personal level. Our time is up, but join us tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel, and we'll continue with our teaching. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.